do. Welcome to the first ever episode of Sportball with Squam, Stogie, and Skulldog. I'm Skulldog, which is short for my actual name. Long for your actual name. Excuse you. Sorry. Long for my actual name, Dick Triggle. But short uh, for your <laughs> other actual name, Skulldog Millionaire. Exactly. Uh, even though I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire. Fantastic film. Incredible film. And here with me today, I have Stogie and Skulldog. What? Oh my god! Who are you then? Two skull dogs here with yourself as yourself. Quite impressive. And squam. I mean, would you guys like to introduce yourself for the masses? Certainly not. All right, good. I would also decline. Great. So we have two. We have two men shrouded in mystery here with me today. Two men, one mystery, one dream. Uh, This podcast is off the rails already, and we're fifty-five seconds in. So, what this podcast is going to be i would say is uh kyle how would you describe it well it's named sport ball so i think we talk about sports that include a ball um if there's sports without a ball we send them back track and field <laughs> well i guess shot put counts as a ball exactly but... so we'll think about using that water polo uh, oh yeah of course does hockey count though as a puck no i can't I really like hockey anyways either um so this episode in particular is going to be a preview of the upcoming NBA season. Boy, am I excited. Would you say, you would say this is our area of expertise, wouldn't you? I mean, we don't have any other areas of expertise. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so the first thing we're going to do is go through each of the 30 teams and just give some quick thoughts about them and what we're excited about for the upcoming season. Um, we're going to go in order of projected over-under wins from best to worst. So I assume the Bulls will be the first team we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, you guys ready? I was born ready. All right. So the first team, as you might expect, the Golden State Warriors, over-under of 62 wins. Sheesh. Should we pick the (sighs) (laughs) over-unders? Oh, my God. He's throwing a wrench in the plans immediately. Sure. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you think about the Warriors? Um, well, first, if I need to go with an over-under, uh, my initial reaction is over, mainly because if they wanted to, this team could probably win 75 games. Uh, the problem Mm -hmm. is they don't need to, so there's no point in doing it. Um, yeah, but the addition of Boogie is interesting. I think people are are kind of overreacting to that because I honestly don't know how many minutes he's going to average a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they're best when they're running their small ball lineup, the death lineup. So really I could see Boogie what coming in with the second unit, maybe averaging 20 to 22 minutes a game. And that's about it. Like I, he got injured last year on a team where he probably will never win a championship. So what's the best thing to do coming off an injury, go to the best team in the league and ring chase. <laughs> so I think, uh, do you think he'll be happy with that, though? 20 minutes on the bench? I feel like that might cause some problems. Yeah, not I, that I'm saying it's not the best thing to do. I'm just saying. He's also no. not going to be playing until after right. the All-Star break. So best. they do want to ease him in. Yeah. I feel like I haven't even allowed myself to think about the fact that the Warriors got arguably the best big man in the league. Like last year. I mean, I know he's coming off an Achilles, but right. still. Yeah. I haven't really wrapped my head around it. <laughs> I think um, I feel like there's been so much Warriors fatigue, mm-hmm. even like already, 
And I wonder, you know, did everyone like hate watching basketball when MJ and the Bulls were making their runs? Like, I feel like no. Yeah. Like maybe we should just sit back and enjoy this. Yeah. Momentous time in the league when everyone was trying to beat the Warriors because they had like three of the greatest shooters of all time. I agree wholeheartedly. And personally, I'm not tired of watching the Warriors. They're still one of my favorite teams to watch. They play such a beautiful brand of basketball. I feel like they would be more entertaining to watch than MJ's Bulls because of just the passing and the cutting. And it's very aesthetically pleasing to watch for me. And I think it's fun when there's one team that everyone else is just solely focused on beating. It's like yeah, an interesting storyline to see if they'll ever lose. Kyle, you hate the Warriors, though. We know this. True. I just really hate Steph Curry. And Kevin Durant's a snake. <laughs> Steph Curry's like the, the most likable superstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say that the one upper hand that they have is that they still have Sean Livingston on his, their team, who yep. has disgustingly long arms. He's a disgrace to the human race. His never, arms literally drag on the floor when he's running. Never once has he <laughs> made a turn, missed a turnaround jumper. Never once has he missed a jumper inside the three-point line. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I think that's enough on the Warriors. We all know they're good. Um, the next team is the Boston Celtics. Oh, baby. <laughs> over under is 59 like and that. a half. I'll take the over. They're not going to lose a game. Right. So for the listeners who might not know, Seth is a bit of a Celtics fan. I mean, you know. I think you could say yeah. we all are. Yeah, honestly. Well, is- Stogie's a Brad Stevens fan. We know that. Yeah, Brad's my boy. Seth. <laughs> so, Seth, just gush about the Celtics for a minute, will you? Well, aside from the Warriors, I'd say we're in the best position of any team in the league. We're easily the favorites in the East, and we still have like 17 draft picks in the next two years. Um, <laughs> I think, obviously, we have. Um, Kyrie and Gordon coming back from injuries. I'm not too worried about like there's only one ball thing. Like I think they'll do a fine job of spreading it around. Um, us Celtics fans have a saying in Danny we we trust. I think it's also should be in Brad we trust because <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe he'll figure out the best system for making sure everyone's happy, gets enough touches, gets enough minutes. I feel like Gordon is basically just going to take over the Marcus Morris minutes mm-hmm. plus a little bit more. And those minutes can just come out from a little bit from everybody else. Um, and, yeah, pretty excited to see us make a run into the NBA Finals. Kyle, what is the thing you're most excited about with the Celtics? Uh, full bill of health. I'm trying to see yeah. that team with both Kyrie and Gordon Hayward healthy at least for 75 to 80 percent of the year. Yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, teams try to run a screen and roll and we just switch the picks and you're being guarded by Jason Tatum and then Jalen Brown and then Gordon Hayward and then Al Horford. And it's like mm-hmm. every one of those could guard most positions and can guard on the perimeter, mm-hmm. but are also like six, eight. Or I'm, taller. I'm, I actually I was shocked how good Jason Tatum was at defense coming mm-hmm. straight out of college because not that I watched a microsecond of college basketball, but how, I had you? heard that he wasn't good at defense. <laughs> and I wonder if it's just Brad's system, you know, or if he just has a good hand on his shoulders and was able to learn. I heard didn't they I think they played the zone at Duke or something when he was there. Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um for me, 
Kyrie Irving is just the most aesthetically pleasing player in the league. Him or it's either it's between him and Steph Curry for people I just love enjoying. How dare you? I love enjoying. <laughs> I love watching I enjoy just them. dribble the basketball and make layups. Kyrie makes every easy layup look hard, which is exactly <laughs> what I want. That's what I need from a player. (laughs) So I'm excited to watch them. That's got to be, that's probably my top league pass team for the year, honestly. I agree. That's not a league pass team. One of my favorite favorite things in basketball is watching a Brad Stevens run team run a play out of a timeout. Oh my God. (laughs) Never once have I think I've seen a miss. A miss. It's it always gives a wide open shot and never to the person you'd expect. Do you think he's ever going to like, Run out of plays, or he just keeps thinking them up. Like I think he steals them from other places. Like he just watches so much video. Yeah, he'll be like, "Oh, Oklahoma State pulled up this play in the uh, Pac-12 championship." Yeah, uh, I, I don't, don't think know. Oklahoma State's I, in the Pac-12. I was, uh, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast <clears throat> recently, and it, Gordon Hayward was the guest. Mm-hmm. And Do you think we could get Gordon Hayward as a guest? Oh, for sure. Actually, he's here right now. So. Let me text He just him. hasn't Gordon. spoken yet. <laughs> Uh, keep him, keep him quiet. Um, <laughs> but he was saying that once he got to decided on the Celtics and got there, and if, after the first couple practices, that um, they started practicing inbound plays, and he realized very quickly that they the did all the ones from the inbound plays that they were running were <laughs> variations from inbounds plays that Brad Stevens was running with him at Butler. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's so funny too, because it'll just be like, oh, semi Ojale wide open for three yeah. off the inbounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we all love the Celtics. Let's move on to the next team, which is the Houston Rockets over under right. 57. I'll take the over for the Celtics under. wins, whatever it is. Same. Uh, they're over under 81 games. So, <laughs> uh, Rockets, so I think. Can I, I can allow me to go on a rant about the Rockets, would okay. you? Oh, a lot. Uh, I do not enjoy watching the Houston Rockets play basketball. All right. I said it next. <laughs> so if Kyrie and Steph are at the top of the, the aesthetically pleasing list, James Harden is at the bottom for me. I just don't enjoy watching him dribble for 20 seconds while four men stand around the three point line. And then he makes an amazing play at the end. That's and, that, that's uh, not the same team though. That they don't do that anymore. That was maybe two years ago at the least what James Harden was doing, but that's not what that is not true. Chris Paul that is exactly, well, him or Chris Paul do that basically. And now they've added Carmelo Anthony's dead corpse so they can prop him up <laughs> at the corner. Like a puppet. <laughs> that was the at the corner three spot and pretend that he's still alive. But I know darn well <laughs> what the truth is. Sam, maybe you truth. need to give the Rockets another chance. Maybe you need to find it deep within your heart to just evaluate them with a fresh perspective. You know that's not my style. I know. <laughs> what do you guys think about them? Well, I think um, PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon are going to need to step up big this year with the departure of Trevor Reza and Mbamute. Luke and Richard Mbamute. That's one of the greatest names in basketball. <laughs> and... Uh, I also think, like, part of me thinks that they really should try for the one seed again because they need every possible advantage over the Warriors that they could get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if that um, type of intensity over the regular season last year contributed to Chris Paul's injury. So maybe they want to, like, take it easy for Chris at least. Um, 
So I don't know. I think that their system will find a way to be really good, even with some key players um, leaving in the offseason. But I'm still kind of feeling like they missed their window of opportunity. See, I disagree with that because for me, people have been talking like they're not still the second best team in the West. Name one person who's been talking like that. (laughs) You ever heard of a man named... (laughs) Dick Buckus. Because to me, everyone's like, oh, the Jazz are actually the second best team in the West. Name one person. And and to me, it's the Jazz went on a, I don't know, like 22 and three run or something last season. A a ridiculous run that vaulted them into the playoffs even. And I mean, I, I don't think they're as bad as they were before that run, but I also don't think they're as good as they were during that run. Sometimes you just get hot at the right time. And I think they're more of a middle seed. And just because Houston turned Ariza and Maba Amute into Carmelo Anthony's dead, rotting corpse doesn't mean that they're still not the second most talented team in the West. They sometimes say that the middle seeds are the strongest. Oh, my God. Are they still talking basketball? Yeah, I mean, that's a decent point. I I just don't. What the Rockets did this offseason is one of the most puzzling things. Uh, The reason that they were so good last year and were able to keep up with the Warriors, like no one could slow down the Warriors, but having Trevor Ariza be able to guard, you know, KD and uh, sometimes Drummond, like underrated guard is what um, Trevor Ariza is. Who can shoot the three ball, which helps them stretch the floor. Couldn't then, shoot it in the game seven, though. Yeah. Well, no one could in the second half. So <laughs> um, I think they, they went like 0 for 30-something in that second half. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then getting rid of Mute as well is brutal for the team. Because now, who do you have to play defense? You replace those two players with another player who could do the same thing that Ryan Anderson could do, which is stand in the corner and shoot a three. But probably... Carmelo? Yeah, yeah. Probably even not as high as a percentage as Ryan Anderson could. Then again, Ryan Anderson was asked too, so... Yeah, Ryan Anderson is straight cheeks. I don't know. Last year was their best chance of beating the Warriors, and as much as it pains me to say, they didn't improve enough anywhere to be able to do that this year. Yeah, they had a tough offseason. All right, let's move on because we, sorry, have 27 more teams to go through. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are next at 55.5 for their over-under. I have one thing to say about the Raptors. This is the key of their entire season. Will they finally succeed now that they've ridden themselves of the cancer of DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> or will his ghost haunt them forever? Uh, when everyone uh, sitting out there at home listening to this podcast, all five of you. I want you to know that I once had a nightmare that I had to name my firstborn child DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> that is a nightmare. Um, yeah, well, I'm predisposed to hate this team because uh, Drake is their biggest fan, and I hate Drake, as we know. So, Kyle, what do you think about the Raptors this year? Uh, I can never trust any team where they have a robot that laughs the same way that Kawhi laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so, That's fair enough. I'm completely out on the Toronto Raptors. 
Never have I been in on them, but I'm for sure out on them now. Really? However, Kawhi has looked pretty good in the uh, preseason. So. Yeah. I think they're the second best team. I in think the Kyle East. Lowry may have put on just you know a couple more pounds. So once we get uh, Kyle Lowry back, then yes, you know we're please. rolling. I want him. I miss fat Kyle Lowry every night. Yeah, nighttime specifically in your bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but skinny Kyle Lowry just doesn't. I mean, they're they're going to make the playoffs in the East. There's of course no competition in the East basically for a playoff spot. I can make a playoff spot in the East. All yeah, right. we probably could. Anything else to say about the Raptors? No. They're not even in this country. So, all right, uh, let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers over oh under God. 54. This is the team I'm second most excited to watch, I would say. I'd agree with you. I love the Sixers, my, though. My question is how big were uh, Marco and Ursan for them? Don't you think, though, they see. could just pick up similar players the same way they did last year uh, with buyouts? Possibly. Ursan was huge last year, though, because he drew the most uh, charge calls in the NBA by a large margin. Wow. Really, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a charge uh, charge drawing expert. <laughs> I think um, I think their off season kind of like the Rockets for me, where we had a, a an elite team or nearly elite team that had a little bit of a tough off season, but. Um, Improvement can come just from the same players they had last year. They're so young that if they take a step forward, if Markel gives them anything, you know, that should be enough to at least give them a three seed. Will Makarl even finish the season with two shoulders? It's unclear. I'm not sure. But he, looks he did make a three in preseason. He, yeah, well, not just a three. He looks how, He looks like he knows how to shoot again. His season-long case of the yips looks to be gone. <laughs> that's honestly one of the craziest things that has the ever weirdest happened in any thing sport. that's ever happened in any sport. It would be like oh, he forgot it would how be to like, shoot the basketball. <laughs> it would be like this year if Baker Mayfield started playing for the Browns and then realized he didn't know how to throw. Like <laughs> you're telling me I use just my like arm to hold like, this. Looks around and gets sacked every time. It's the weirdest thing that I've ever seen, but he's back, baby, and I love it. Between that and the Kawhi saga last year, that was a wild season. Yeah. <laughs> strange season last year, that's for sure. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan see. of the team still. Uh, yeah, me too. Obviously, Joel Embiid is probably my favorite center in the NBA. The man's yeah, hysterical. Uh, Dario, I feel like he's too underrated on the team. Super he's, Dario? He's just, yeah, he's just overshadowed by bigger names, but the man goes in. Uh, I think JJ Reddick coming off the bench this year, which I'm is predicted to happen. That's a very scary second unit. TJ McConnell, mm-hmm. JJ Reddick, Wilson Chandler, and then probably Amir Johnson, right? And then for the 15 minutes a game that Joel Embiid will be out, you got Mike Muscala mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah. So Amir Johnson could block a basketball a lot better could than. A lot of people can. Yeah, I think it's underrated. Uh, and Wilson Chandler, very good defensive player. Yeah, it's nice. So that's going to be long. nice in the second unit. He is long. You know, J.J. Reddick's just a sharp shooter. So. J.J., there's like two or three players in the league where if your team is playing them, as soon as they shoot the ball, you're like, fuck, that's going in. And it's yeah. like J.J. Kyle Korver. <laughs> Philadelphia, I think, is my two seed in the, yeah. uh, coming out of the East. Uh, 
Yeah, it's between them and the Raptors. Seth, any final thoughts on the 76ers? No, I think it'll <laughs> just be up to staying healthy and continuing yeah. to get better for the young players. All right, let's move on to the Jazz. Uh, they are over under 50 wins. Um, take the over. Are you going to take an under at any team, Seth? <laughs> I think all the teams will win all their games. Excellent. Every team goes 82 what and 0. <laughs> Seth, what are your thoughts on the uh, Utah Jazz? I think it'll be interesting if Rudy Gobert can stay healthy for a full season. Um, I think if he can, they're in a pretty good spot. Um, and I am itching to see if Donovan Mitchell could possibly even get better from his rookie season. And I love Donnie. Improve. And if, you know, everyone makes the comparison to Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade had a tremendous amount of success in his first couple seasons. I mean, he won a championship obviously. in his second season, right? Right. So. so I expect the same from the Jazz this year. <laughs> we'll see. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> I don't know what you to see. Um, you know, they didn't make really any changes over the offseason. So that just gives them a whole nother year and offseason to kind of gel as a team. And like Seth said, Rudy Gobert definitely needs to stay healthy. But what I'm interested in, I'm pretty sure they were one of the slower paced teams last year. And if this mm-hmm. preseason was any indication, they were running as like one of the top five fastest paced teams. So if they're going to be running that much, kind of like a run and gun offense, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they do in that because usually when that happens, defense suffers, obviously, because you can't you can't keep up as much. So if they do end up doing that, it's definitely going to be um, intriguing to see how their defensive numbers change and, you know, if they're able to keep up with the scoring output of other teams that want to run and gun. Mm-hmm. I am excited to see Grayson Allen trip – 37 players this year <laughs> and i can't wait for the first time that grace and allen and draymond green square off i think oh. they might just eject them both before tip off to be safe <laughs> be smart. but i think it's gonna be a fun team to watch um it's gonna be a sneaky fun team to watch you know because people so are like oh they're so slow and just defensive minded but i'm excited to see what they have in store uh let's move on to the milwaukee bucks <clears throat> 48 and a half over under we're going to already assume Seth's taking the over. <laughs> For me, I think uh, there's there's three players in the league where I just expect them to do something spectacular in every play, and that's Steph, LeBron, and Giannis. I mean, the man can go from the three-point line to the basket in, what, half a step? <laughs> His, I so, yeah. uh, he can go from one end of the floor to the other end in three full steps, so... <laughs> His hand is the size of my face, and I won't even mention what body part is the size of my arm, but he's just a massive... He's just is that a, his penis, you think? <laughs> no, I was going to say his left eyebrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right one doesn't write up, really nah, up nah, to nah, stuff. Nah. Um, but I think... There's one place Giannis can improve. It's his right eyebrow, that's for sure. <laughs> I think that uh, with Coach Bud as a... Coach Bud's coach legit, I think. Yeah. Mike Budenholzer, he should open up the offense, uh, get more pace and more space. Really, the NBA buzzwords. Pace and space, baby. Yeah, and uh, could this be the year Giannis makes a serious MVP run? Well, I thought it was pretty serious last year, but yeah. Nah, he made a lot of jokes, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of laughing and joking as we went along. I think the Bucks might be better without Jabari, to be honest. 
Zero just kind of like from that saga. I think it's a little underrated that Jabari thought he was the franchise player, and then Giannis <laughs> came in. I mean, I'm serious. Well, before, I mean, before they drafted the Giannis, player, or yeah, before year, Giannis obviously. was Giannis, yeah. you know, he was going to be the face of the franchise, and that probably kind of takes a toll on chemistry. So, yeah, yeah, and being injured eighty yeah. percent of every year doesn't right. help him. Um, but you know, we were talking about our love for Ursan. You know where he landed in Milwaukee, right in so beautiful I, sunny Milwaukee. I think yeah. that's a, that's definitely a step up from Jabari. Yes, definitely a step up from Jabari. Hits threes, led the league last year, and charges called or called again. Four? Is it? Would it be four? Or <laughs> he drew a lot of charges last year. Is what I'm trying to say. And he but, drew them on like with a pen and paper, or yeah, he's a good artist. Oh, okay, yeah, and they nice. haven't had that in Milwaukee in yeah, years. That's what yeah. they need. All right, let's. I think. Well, hold on. First, Brook Lopez too. Oh yeah, true. People forget that they got Brook Lopez. That's Brooke big. the Brook. Mm-hmm. Let's them finally stretch the floor a little because that man uh, is probably the best three point shooter among centers. I would say. Uh, well, I mean, Kristaps, but he's injured. He's not a center either. He's a power forward. Kristaps? Yeah. Forward. You're telling me Kristaps is a power forward? Yeah. He plays power forward more often than he does center. Bet. All right. Who bet. plays center for the Knicks then? Uh, Enos Kander. Enos Kanter is Enos, basically Enos. a power forward. I mean, it's essentially <laughs> there's really no difference between. He's listed as a power forward. He is a power forward. Yeah, he's he is also seven three. Yeah, I know he should play center, but he doesn't. So either way, I'm just saying I think Brook Lopez is a big addition to a team that's never really had an, a center that could do anything. Agreed. All right, let's go. Uh, let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Forty eight and a half. Um, Kyle oh, got my favorite go here. Can you just uh, go ahead and gush about Dennis Schroeder, please? please? <laughs> German chocolate cake. Excuse me. I love the man. Uh, he was one of my favorite players in the NBA. Still is when he was on Atlanta. Um, I wish he would have went to a team where he would have been the starter, but, man, he's been electric in the preseason. Um, I don't really know how you keep him off the floor, so they might have to just bench Russ and have him come in with the second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that happens. <laughs> Seth, uh, do you want to tell him or should I that Dennis Schroeder's ass? I think you should. Okay, what Kyle. His ass? It's beautiful. <laughs> Like Hold the rest up. of him. <laughs> I'm excited way. for the, the Thunder this year. Um, yeah. They lost the dead corpse of Mello, so they don't have to spend the effort of propping him up in the corner and pretending he's human every game. <laughs> <laughs> that should be at least worth five wins, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still feel like a team where Russell Westbrook is your best player is difficult to win. Like, a championship. Plus, they have Paul George, who's Poor man's DeMar DeRozan, if you will. <laughs> Wouldn't he be a rich <laughs> Meaning, man's DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, but a poor man's in the sense that DeMar is really terrible, and he's only slightly terrible. So if you're looking for someone who's terrible, he's a poor man's DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Why are you looking for someone who's terrible? <laughs> I mean, the Spurs were. <laughs> All right, so anything else to say about the Thunder? Uh, I think it'll be important to see what happens with Andre Roberson because he was oh, yeah. huge for them defensively. Uh, he was like a shutdown think- player, and... He, you know, he's still injured. He has some knee problem, but um, otherwise, yeah. I have I, I don't think they do worse than last year. If anything, yeah. they only improve. So, yeah, I don't think I think it's a bad sign for a team if you lose Andre Robeson. Suddenly, you're like, I, we can't beat anyone. <laughs> this is our team. Well, it's not like they need him for his offense, but <laughs> defensively, he was probably the best he's player a on the court. Four man's so. mellow on offense, I'd say. Still alive, but still propped up in the man. corner. <laughs> 
All right, let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Love it. Over under of 48 wins. Take the under. <gasps> I'll tell you what. The under. You took <laughs> the under. <laughs> what do you guys think about them? I think Depot is not a fluke, but I also think. Ola or otherwise? Ola. I also think the rest of the team isn't really maybe as good as they showed against the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Um, I don't think Tyreek is going to be much for them. Kyle, go on, go off about Tyreek, please. Uh, well, I don't know where Seth's coming from. Uh, Tyreek <laughs> probably should have been a six-man of the year multiple years. I don't know how the man's never cracked a starting lineup. Either way, I'm Kyle's fine with man's it. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is. I love Tyreek. He's got a majestic beard. So he does have a nice beard. Yeah, I can't get past um, it. But um, he, he has incredible depth. Him and Kylo mm-hmm. Quinn both add great depth to this team, which I think was something that was needed because behind Miles Turner last year, there was really no no center that could you know center the roster. I guess, but um, <laughs> nice dude. Thank you, Demonis Sabonis. I think he has a huge year. Um, And then even after him on the depth chart, TJ Leaf has looked really good in the preseason and stuff too, and they've been giving him minutes. They wanted to see what he could do with the second unit and starters. So if Thaddeus Young ever ever needs, you know, has any injury or anything this year and needs time off, they're a power forward spot. I feel pretty good about still with Sabonis and Leaf. And then Dougie McBuckets, you never know what's going to happen with him. He'll probably average around 15 to 20 minutes, take about five shots, and miss almost all of them. (laughs) So we know exactly what's going to happen with him. (laughs) You know know you're not talking about about an elite team when you're talking about TJ Leaf as something that could really push him over the edge. How dare you? I'd say, yeah, I'd say their last season wasn't a fluke, but I don't expect them to really, you know, ball to the three seed or anything. No, Um, they'll be be a five or a four or five seed. Yeah, agreed. Let's move on to the Denver Nuggets. Um, Love this team. So if there's two things I have a hard on for. It's Denver and it's Nuggets. <laughs> it's Chicken Nuggets and it's Denver, Colorado. Am I right, folks? No, it's uh, big men who can pass and fat superstars. <laughs> so what we have here is the perfect mix in Nikola Jokic. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but... I believe it's Jokic. I like to say Jokic. You're itching your jock. But yeah, I'm Maybe very excited because to watch that was my. Here. Fantasy name last year. Yeah. Why does my jock itch? <laughs> what do you guys think about the Nuggets? They are a popular team to like. I'm going to zig when others zag. I'll take the under on oh. wins for the Nuggets. Oh, my God. You what, heard it here first. Say the over-under was for their wins? Mm, 48, I think. 47 and a half. Give me the over all day. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, mean, I love this team. I think they're fun to watch, but... I am just not convinced. I feel like they're like a poor man's former Grizzlies. Whoa. Like the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies never had any no. type of uh, offensive output like this team has. I think they're like uh, they're like a poor man's Grizzlies if you f- like turn them upside down in upside down world. Because okay. they play so fast. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay. Obviously, I I'm sorry. You didn't know we were talking about upside down world? <laughs> Um, yeah, they're going to play fast, and so they're not going to play much defense, so that should be a good team to watch. Trey Lyles, sixth man of the year. All right, let's move on to the next team, which is the Los Angeles Lakers, over under 47 and a half. 
I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna do that over. I'm gonna pound it. Pound it. Pound it into the ground. Take the under. Forty-seven and a half. Well, Seth hates LeBron now, so. If you gave me a over under of twenty-five wins, I'd take the under. <laughs> <laughs> Sam just spit out his coffee. <laughs> I have to go over. Forty-seven and a half. They, they ran. They won thirty-five games last year without LeBron and everyone else that left the team before the all-star break or after the all-star break and went to play with LeBron. <laughs> I think I LeBron and their other additions add at least 12 wins. LeBron and I made love every night for many years. <laughs> I pleaded with him for an entire season. I said, LeBron, don't go to the Lakers. And what did he do? He went to the Lakers. So he's dead to me. I'm going back to just exclusively making love with Russell Wilson. <laughs> and I'm currently courting Saquon Barkley, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so LeBron's dead to me. I hate the Lakers. I'm never going to watch them, except when I do. I think for me, this is uh, this will be a fascinating team. I don't think a LeBron team misses the playoffs. Uh, oh, it certainly doesn't miss the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. They have to avoid – all they have to do is avoid the Rockets or the Warriors in the first round. They so beat the Rockets in the second round. <laughs> and then they meet for them in the second round when they're really hitting their stride, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see how LeBron plays with the young kids, the young boys, the he small like children. fun. <laughs> <laughs> the toddlers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and how could you not? I love Brandon Ingram with all my heart. Um, I do too. He's my tall son. And you know I, who I love a little more though? The, who? Big Mouth Moritz. My oh, boy. Oh my Bogner god, biggest mouth in the leagues. <laughs> Seth, he has he has uh a bigger mouth he's giving you a competition for biggest mouth. Yeah. Oh. Either way though, uh even I hope Mo at least averages about five minutes a game. Just let him touch the floor and see what it's like. If he averages five mouth wide open agape expressions a game, I'll be happy is all. True. I mean, that mouth is a cavern. All right, <laughs> yeah. so let's go on to the next team, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans. Over under 45.5. I'll take the over. I think yeah. I would as well. Probably go over as well. I don't know what teams are going under at this point. It's so hard in the West because not all these teams are going to win over 45 games because they're all going to play each other. Yeah. What? (laughs) I think, um, so for this team, I wonder how much uh, losing Rondo Mm -hmm. will affect them because I did feel like, say what you will about him, but he seemed to be a big player for them in the playoffs. But I love the addition of Julius Randle. I feel like Mm, it will be similar to when they had Boogie healthy, but I think... Randall will fit a little bit better with mm-hmm. AD and AD has like had a taste of the playoffs now. And he, I think really believes in this team and I think they're going to be one of the teams to beat in the West. Don't forget they're about real. the addition. Uh, you said Rondo's gone, but yeah, you know who's in my boy, the weekend junior Alfred <laughs> Payton. Then again, he cut his hair. So I used but so to did the weekend. That. True. So, I mean, they're going through the same stuff. I heard they're correlation causation. Okay, I I'll be the first to say it. Someone can be the second. I don't think Alfred Payton's good. I don't think Alfred Payton's good either. I'll Thank be the you. second. I am on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> you know I love wacky point guards, and Alfred Payton fits the bill. 
Either he's, way, a, a he's a walking shooter. <laughs> you don't understand. Anytime he touches the floor, he's a walking triple double somehow. I'm pretty sure he was like third or fourth last year in the league in triple doubles. <laughs> Very quietly. Basketball. He's great at finding people. And that's what you got to do if you're a true point guard. He's yeah. really good at where's Waldo. The one problem <laughs> with this team, I don't know what happens. Like every other position looks fine, yeah. On paper, besides small forward, what happened? Yeah, how do you have a starter of Etwan Moore, Etwan, a backup of Darius Miller and Solomon Hill? Solomon Hill is getting paid more than half the team. Yeah, and he's yeah. the third string small forward. What? I, I'll tell you what, their wing rotation makes me nervous, but I think uh, AD will make up for a lot of that. Yeah, yeah I mean AD can play like ostensibly what they would have gotten from playmakers on the wing, you know? Right. You give him offense. the ball in the elbow. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> as long as they're passable on defense. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Julius Randle. He's a human bowling ball, and I'm there for every minute of it. Um, you just got a new bowling shirt, so maybe you guys can go together. I dig a just new bowling shirt with the flamingos. <laughs> just roll Julius Randle down the <laughs> yeah. aisle. Yeah. Down the aisle? I want, to, I want to marry Julius Randle. There, I said it. <laughs> All right. The next team. Oh, this team I'm very excited for. The Washington Wizards, forty-five point five over under. Do they the make under. it through the season without their locker room literally exploding? <laughs> is the question. My goodness. The answer is no. Next team. I mean, what, what's going to happen? They don't have my boy, the Polish Hammer, to hold anything down anymore. Everyone is Kyle's like, boy. Kyle is a boy in every team. And none yeah, of them are good at basketball. I have a boy on every team. That's the truth. I'll tell you, know, you what. They're not uh, good at basketball, but my God, they hold a special place in my heart. Do you know, like, a few years ago, my cousin bought the website, MarcineGortat.com. <laughs> just in case. I think, I don't know, I'll have to ask him. Just, just in case, case Marcin, like, Marcin Gortat turned out to be a generational talent five years yeah. after he joined the NBA. Yeah, and then, you know, Marcin's agent would, like, buy the domain name off of him for a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> But I think his like official website is like thepolishhammer.com or something. That sounds like what a good porn site. <laughs> yeah, it really does. What a niche player to buy their website I for. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start. So I gotta doing tell that. you what. I gotta tell you what. John Wall is moving slowly into the range of doughy superstar, and you know that's right in my zone, baby. I can't wait till he looks a little out of shape, but still drops 20 points and 13 assists per game. I feel he like John like Wall's been living on the man. street for the last forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a poor man's Russell Westbrook, and <laughs> it's very hard to win if he's the best player on your team. I think, I think the Wizards are in that tough position where they have like three kind of star players that nowadays would all get paid big money with Beal, Wall, and Otto Porter Junior. Junior. But I feel like if they have the three of them, that's not good enough. So it's like, yeah. what do you even do? I think you need to go to John. Plus, they have the Dwight Bullivayish on their team now, yeah. so that's minus five wins right off the yeah. bat. Um, all right, let's move on. That team is going to blow up. We all know it. All right, the Miami team. Heat are next at 43.5. So as we record this podcast, they do not have Jimmy Butler and may never have him, but but they could. Exactly. On top of that, they also made basically, I don't think, a single offseason move. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, this team is – a collection of really good role players that just need one superstar. Like, perhaps Jimmy Butler? Jimmy the Butt Butler. That's right. It um, doesn't sound like he's leaving. No, I don't know what's happening there. We'll talk about that later with the Timberwolves. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, 
what it, I mean, his team's a playoff team in the East. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's gonna be a solid. well-run organization. Is it a playoff team in the East, though? Yes. Oh, next question. It's not a playoff team in the East. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> And it's not in the right. East either. I just don't Obviously, know. Obviously, we have nothing to say about the Heat. Let's just go on. The San Antonio Spurs, 43 and a half. Got to be their lowest over under in quite some time. Um, I would pound the under, and I'll tell you why. You're going to pound I'm the under. I'm surprised that with Greg Popovich still coaching, that the Spurs decide to tank. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Manu's gone. Tony's gone. They get the worst player in the league in DeMar DeRozan. Here we go. I mean, my first. Do I have to spell it out for you? <laughs> my firstborn son, wake up, sheeple! All right, so <laughs> I'll say this much: the loss of Dejounte Murray is tough. Uh, they're gonna have to start sunken eyes, Patty Mills, <laughs> whose eyes are so Patty far Mills. into his head <laughs> that he cannot see the court. Patty Mills has already seated the starting spot. He said he'd rather play on the second unit. Really? Which probably because he can't see the court. <laughs> He's yeah. one of the guys who has to feel the court because he can't see it. His eyes are too sunken into his head. Eric White's going to be the starter, and I'm pretty sure he uh, got injured the other day too and might be out for a couple weeks. They're oh, tanking, no. guys. Good. Uh, either Patty Mills actually does start the first part of the year, or whoever Nick Johnson is, Patty Mills is like, hey, first team's not for me. This is your spot now. So I don't know Nick what happens. Johnson. Yeah, I don't know who that I don't is. Know who that is. The only other point guard listed on their depth chart. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are two of my least favorite players to watch in the league. So I'm very happy they're, they've consolidated themselves on one team that I've been <laughs> watching all year. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't ever watch a Spurs game. <laughs> LaMarcus might be a good fantasy player, though. They've got no one else to score the ball. So. LaMarcus, yeah, well, I mean, you got DeRozan, though, who's going to take, what, 20 shots a game? Yeah, and miss 18 of them. <laughs> Depends on the night. All right. Um, let's keep rolling here. The Portland Trailblazers are next at 42. What do you guys think? I feel like there's a lot of talk about blowing up this backcourt, but in my mind, if you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, I mean, that's enough to stay competitive, even in the West. And I think they should ride it out. I'm going to take the under on this. I think they're poor man's Rockets. They have two playmakers from the guard position a few wings who can kind of do stuff and not much else. And I think we kind of saw what their true team was made out of in the playoffs last year. Um, I know like obviously the three to eight seed were all very close in the standings last year in the West. So I think it was kind of a fluke that they fell into that three seed. And yeah, I, I think the Lillard McCollum experiment has kind of run its course. I I feel like from their position, you might as well just keep running it out there because it's their best chance of at least being relevant. But long term, it's not really sustainable. I think. Yeah, they got worse in the off season, losing Napier, who was looked really good last year off the bench. Is that your boy? No, it's not my boy. Okay. Um, and Ed Davis, also not my boy. Um, Don't lie to me. I know boy. damn well that Ed Davis is your boy. You However, can't lie to me. Like they that. did add Sauce Castillo to There's come off the boy. bench behind <laughs> CJ McCollum. Every team's got to have a have a stogie boy. Sauce Castillo is it? Nick Stauskas. Give him the hot sauce. Um, I will say. So I feel like we often talk about either you have to be in contention for the championship or you have to tank. 
And I think what Portland has is a team that can be the five to eight seed in the West every year, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, whatever. And, you know, win some first round games, win some first round rounds. And I think for them, that's enough. How many first it's a small round market. rounds are there? Seven. There's a small, it's a small market. Um, they just want to be relevant. So I think that's kind of why they've, they've stayed the course like this, whether that may be right or wrong, but I think it's fine for some teams. No. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the team. Uh, their locker room literally might be on fire right now. I'm not sure. The Minnesota Timberwolves mm, mm. over under at 41 and a half. Under. Will Jimmy Butler be on the team in January? What do you think the odds are? Yes. <laughs> I asked for odds and you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets more and more likely by the day, I guess. I think, I mean, Jimmy just obviously had that practice where he took a bunch of bench players and beat the starting lineup repeatedly and then walked out of the gym afterwards. Okay, I feel uh, like I feel like everyone's like glorifying what he did. I don't understand why no one's like saying no one's uh no one has the gall, no one has the gumption to call Jimmy Butler out. I'll do it right here on this podcast, okay? <laughs> Being a leader does not mean you berate your teammates and you tell them that they're terrible and they're not trying hard enough. Being a leader means picking up your teammates and supporting them. And if I was on a team and someone who I considered our leader walked into practice, took over the practice, yelled at us and just completely derailed everything and then just walked off without saying a word, I would be disheartened and I would be I would not want to play with that player. I think he he did hold a players only meeting where he said that his his problems were with management and not with his teammates. But I agree with you. I think he's turning into quite the Kobe Bryant form of leadership where he doesn't understand why everyone else on the team isn't as motivated and as like obsessed with perfecting their basketball craft and winning as he is. And he can't like he takes out his frustration on his teammates um, and just like can't exist in an environment where everyone isn't as ridiculously motivated as he is mm-hmm. so i don't know i think if he's on the team i think if the wolves could just get rid of wiggins yeah they'd be in a much better spot but i don't know if there's a team in the league that would take wiggins off their hands now, i'm pretty sure he's a uh, pretty mad at carl anthony towns too he should have yeah. got a contract like that and that's kind of like the root of everything is jimmy wants to get paid he's played like a player that player that deserves to be paid so I've loved him ever since he was on the Bulls. I love him even more after what he just pulled. Um, just basically <laughs> running through practice with third stringers, people that have probably never touched an actual NBA court and destroying the starting team. <laughs> like Patty Mills. Yes, just like Patty Mills. Um, I don't know. The, the team's just a mess, though. So Yeah. I mean, I... I have any hopes. Jeff Teague... Worse in the league. Worse in the league. (laughs) Uh, They should be starting Tyus Jones, and Thibodeau is just a moron. So I just don't expect anything good from a team that's run by Thibodeau. I've learned from my Bulls days. I'll say, yeah, I mean, I respect Jimmy as a competitor, and I think that he's a great player, and I would, you know, I respect his competitive spirit. I just think it was disrespectful what he did, and I I wouldn't want him as a leader on my team. Um, As far as Tibbs goes... 
I don't understand when he got this bad at coaching. Did the league just pass him by? Always. He hasn't adapted yeah. to anything. The style's not the same anymore. This isn't... The 2008 Celtics. It, yeah, as much as it stinks, it's not a defensive league. Sure, you can have some decent defensive teams, but that's not what this, the league's built on anymore. And running players out for 40-plus minutes a game, you know, it's just not the way to go. I can't wait until they pick up... Um, uh, what's his name? Who did New York just drop? Uh, um, Joakim Noah. Yeah, I can't wait until he picks up Joakim, and they just have. <laughs> He's <kind> of <laughs> oh my god, the Timberwolves! Starting a starting lineup of Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Lou Aldang, Taj Gibson. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally our starting lineup. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Tim's just like any player that he's had on his team who was decent. He's like. Yes, I need them again. <laughs> I trust them. <laughs> we, we it leaks in the media that Tom Thibodeau is trying to get the Timberwolves mascot officially changed to the Bulls. <laughs> Move to Chicago. He calls up Kirk Heinrich. Says, "Do you still have legs, Kirk? I need you right now." All right, let's move on. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to warn everyone right now at home. I didn't write down the overrunners for the next 17 teams. So <laughs> get ready for that. You can look them up. Take the over. All right, I'll pull up. Pull it up right now. Uh, I want to spend 15 seconds on this team and no more. All right, deal. The Detroit Pistons. Their ass. Next. Underrated. <laughs> underrated, you say? Yeah, well, everyone's underrated for Kyle. Yeah, that's not true. There's players players on that not a lot of teams, but the addition, uh, having a full off season with. Um, Bro, I can't think of anyone's names right now. Uh, Blake Griffin. Joakim Noah. Yeah, Joakim Noah. <laughs> Blake Griffin, full offseason with them. Big. Uh, Andre Drummond added a three-point uh, shot to his game over the offseason. And it has, no, that didn't. has actually looked Don't good in the preseason. He had it in practice. He's going to be a top-five center this year uh, in fantasy. So You're always so oh, high fantasy, on Andre. Yeah. I always love Andre. That's a stogie boy. But the rest of the team, Stogie Squad. <laughs> I have no. You should put together your All Star Stogie Boy team. Yeah, Ooh, true. They can run with anyone. It'd be hard. There's like at least thirty <laughs> players on the team. Too. So I will say. Yeah. I mean, well, depth is our team. strong point. Yeah. I, will say, I will say two things about this team. Number one, Reggie Jackson is a toad. Next Number question. two, they're. I'm not going to watch a single second of them play this year. Uh, their over under for those following at home is thirty eight and a half. I'll I'll take the. Uh, Actually, probably over, but I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. I don't want to talk about yeah. them anymore. Los Angeles Clippers. Um, if I had a team, a Skulldog team of All-Stars, it would probably just be this team. <laughs> I love all the players on their team, even though they're the ass. Um, mm-hmm. I, lo- <laughs> I love Milo. Um, is it Milo or Milos? Milos. Milos. I don't love him that much. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I just love the way he smokes a cigarette at halftime and comes out and throws full court passes. Um, I love uh, Montrez Harrell because every time I watch him, he gets like 17 offensive boards and can't put any of them back because he has no offensive skills. And he has a silent L at the end of his first name. I'm always in for <laughs> I'm always in for silent letters and in, in teams' names. Uh, the over under is 37 and a half. Give me the over. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. Uh, I don't really know what I would do. It's kind of teams, kind of just an avoid. 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, I feel like so if I was forced, I'd probably take the over two, but only by like a game or two. All right, we don't need to talk about them anymore. They're ass as well. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> Charlotte Hornets over under thirty five and a half. Whoa, boy! I'll also, another owner. boring team. Although Kemba does add a little spice. Well, if if John Wall's a poor man's Russell Westbrook, Kemba Walker's a poor man's John Wall. <laughs> so truth, but yeah, you know, could be all right. I mean, in the East, right? I think the East is going to be better than you think this year. The first five so seeds, yeah. But after that, I don't know. Uh, there's Kyle, not much to say about the Hornets. Like, All right, they might make the playoffs, but other than that, it's like, whatever. They're going to win a couple games, lose a couple games. So Here or there. All right, yeah. let's take the uh, next team, the Dallas Mavericks. 35 and a half. I want them to be good. Luca, baby. I don't think they are, but I want them to be. Luca has another huge potential for slightly overweight superstar, <laughs> and I am all in. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think it'd be nice to see. Uh, be nice to see Dirk do a little bit of mentoring for my boy Doncic. True or false? You were once in Dirk Nowitzki's driveway. True. True or false? You may love in that same driveway. True. With Dirk Nowitzki. True. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, the first one actually is true though. And the second and the third. <laughs> yeah, and then the second one also happened, and the third one as well. Kyle, what are you excited for with this team? Uh, to see Luca. Basically, that's about it. They do also have Jose Juan Barea mm. of sorts coming off the bench, which. I love, you know, he's another Stogie boy. So, yeah. <laughs> of course, I yeah, can feel that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Thanks, that, uh, Dennis Smith looked good last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think Take another step forward. having Donkic, uh, so that's going to be the interesting thing is Donkic, I feel like, requires the ball in his hand a lot because he's more of a facilitator. Like, he could shoot too, but mm-hmm. facilitating, I feel like, is more his game. So, We'll see how I have to see how Dennis Smith plays off the ball, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he was a decent enough shooter last year to be able to do that. He's pretty quick on his cuts too, so I think Luca is going to be that's going to be like an underrated source right there of, of points is him finding Dennis Smith on the cut for the uh, a layup or a dunk or something like that. I can't wait to pronounce Luka Doncic's name fifty different times this season, completely differently every time. I believe it's Doncic. Okay, or it's perhaps like, Doncic. It's like, do you have an itch? No, I don't have an itch. Don't itch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, That's what I say all the time. Let's move on to the Memphis Grizzlies over under 33 and a half. I have several points for this team. Number one, every year we say, if you have Marcus Allen, and Mike Conley and nothing else, it doesn't matter. You'll still be competitive. This is the year we're finally going to find out if that's actually true because they literally <laughs> have no other NBA they have two players, players on the roster. <laughs> uh, I will admit that I was playing 2K the other day and I was playing as Memphis and three wings came off the bench that I'd never heard of in my life. <laughs> I was like, what is this team? Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see if that's really true. The Yomini, Gasol, and Conley. I'm taking the over. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, Conley should really be. I mean, he's been an established player for a while. And I think coming back this year, health is I think big. he'll be motivated. and Yeah, it'll come down to health and Look, they can scrap for more than 33 and a half wins, I think. I think so, too. Um, yeah, 
the health. I'm like, Jesus, Alexa. <laughs> Classic Alexa. Uh, my God. That's twice now. Twice I've never said anything to it. And it does this to me. Um, yeah, Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol, obviously. The two offensive players, the only players on the team that's going to do anything offensively, basically. So you just got to hope teams can't shut them down. Jermichael Green looked decent last year, so that's good. Uh, there is a video, though, that floated around of Chandler Parsons dancing at uh, Team Photos. And let me tell you, it was the whitest dancing I've ever seen. So <laughs> because of that, I'm completely out on this team. They're going to lose every game. So I do like Jermichael Green, but I prefer just Stephen Blue, personally. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets coming in at 32 wins. Uh, thoughts? Their ass. Next Same. team. That's the only thought I have as well. Frisky, actually, I wrote down. Frisky is what you write down for a team that's not good. <laughs> Just okay. so you know. But in that case, I agree. <laughs> Kyle, thoughts? Uh, I like getting rid of Jeremy Lin. It just opens up more playing time for D'Angelo, or like more time for D'Angelo Russell to have the ball in his hand. Um, he can honestly have a breakout year on a team that really doesn't have anyone else. No, no, I, no, I mean, no, I guess no. you got. Is Dude that a Stogie boy Kansas though? For... No, no, no. Well, he might be someday. See He's on the bench. Of, yeah, you know, <laughs> practice squad. But um, they did pick up Shabazz and Shabazz and Davis too. So I think that. Kyle, do that thing you do when when after Giannis blocks Shabazz. Get that other here, Shabazz. <laughs> oh my uh, God! It's like Giannis was in the room with us. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? He's sitting I mean, here. Gordon's right there. <laughs> right, so. Gordon, Gordon and Giannis. We haven't allowed them to speak the whole time. Um, so I think they right. have some decent depth, but, you know, it's the Brooklyn Nets, so. Right. All right, let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, this team over under 32 wins, and yet, excuse me, 31 wins. And yet Tristan Thompson said that they should be the favorite to make the finals in the East. <laughs> and, uh, like, Tristan, you know you're missing a player, right? <laughs> He's not wrong though. They have been to the finals. What is it? Every the every year for like the last four, four years. years or something. Yeah. Uh, there's well, a player named Jabron Lames. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he is not on the team anymore. The last time Jabron Lames left the Cavs, the owner Dan Gilbert vowed that the Cavs would win an NBA Finals before LeBron did. Fast forward two years after that, LeBron won the NBA Finals. The Cavs are the worst team in the league. <laughs> so. How many wins you over is, for their wins? 31. I think it's going to be over. I think, I think they're going to play scrappy. Up. They're going to try to prove that they can win without LeBron. Yeah. And they're not going to. say that's 20 games course, less than they won last year. They think I mean, LeBron accounts for 20 games? Easily. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> is Minnesota Kevin Love inside there? Is he inside, inside of, the Kevin Love? Inside of where? My womb? No. Yes. <laughs> can you peel back Kevin Love's skin and find a new Kevin Love that was preserved from his Minnesota days? You ever days? seen the movie Alien? Yeah. It's basically that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually I seen bet, me either. <laughs> <laughs> so they also lost huh? their most important player as well in Jeff Green, so. Right, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Orlando Magic. Over under 30 and a half wins. Thoughts? Mo Bamba, Mo Buckets, baby. <laughs> I love that. Having said, I'll take the under. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? What was the over under set at? 30 and a half. 30 and a half, you say? Yeah. Give me the over. I'm a believer. I like 
Yeah. They have some fun young players, but they're all big and none of them can handle the ball. So it's it's honestly unacceptable that they dipped in the lottery five straight years <laughs> and have not a single future all star <laughs> on their team. Mo Bamba Gordon's not a future all star or Mo Bamba. I mean, Aaron I, mean, Gordon I would say not, not a surefire future all star. No, uh, I don't know. I think they might win, beat that over under by like one or two games. Like, yeah, I agree. They're not going to blow it out of the water, but. I think they'll win some games. Let's move on to the home team, the crowd favorite. Your Chicago Bulls coming in at over under 30 wins. I would Mm. say under, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeks, 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 cheeks. I dare I say I will be excited to watch them this season. Um, Potentially horse... Potentially, Horace Grant? <laughs> potentially Horace Grant will suit up to play for this team. That's how bad we are. Uh, potentially historically bad defensively. Um, but Laurie Markin is the next Dirk Nowitzki, and, and Wendell Carter Jr. is the next Al Horford. So I think we have that short up. Uh, neither of those. Yeah, this is definitely not the year for them, but they'll be fun to 2024 watch. 2024 is looking Like it also right. will not be the year for them. <laughs> they'll be fun to watch. There's going to be yeah. no defense in any game that they play, but you'll get high output games from Zach Levine or um, Bobby Portis as long as he doesn't punch someone. Um, Bobby Big Dick Chris Dunn as well. Yeah. Seth, any thoughts? No, there is. Good. Next team, Phoenix Suns coming in at an over-under of 29 wins. I love Devin Booker like my own son. Really? Or my own son. Z- Am I right? Phoenix? Wake up, people! <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the Phoenix Suns? Do you think it was a good move to sign Devin Booker long term already? Yes. Next question. What else does it have? DeAndre Ayton. What I'm most concerned about is the fact that they hired someone and fired them in the same offseason. Who did they hire and fire in the same offseason? Their GM or whatever. No, he's been there for like five years. Oh, who? Oh, they hired their coach. Either way, you let the GM go through the entire offseason and the draft. Yeah, that was weird. Draft whatever players he wanted, and then you were like, huh, well, you didn't cut it this time. Now you're out. Why would they even let him do that in the first place? He hasn't done anything good with those draft picks over the last five years. Yeah, they've had a lot of misfires. Although somehow Alex Len is your boy. Uh, I did like Alex Lynn. He's not on the team anymore. He's on Atlanta now. Uh, that's true. Another ass team. But uh, I, I don't think I think starting Trevor Reason and Ryan Anderson. Why yeah. is Warren coming off the bench? Ryan I Anderson has they, no one to back him up. Yeah, I know. think that they they're trying to win now, but they don't have the pieces to win now. So it's just going to be kind of a blah <laughs> team that has like the tenth seed. Um. All right. Let's move on to the New York Knicks. Their over under <laughs> is twenty seven and a half. Thoughts? Under. I I think it just depends on when Chris Stops comes back. Mm-hmm. But he could miss the whole season. Yeah. Frankie Smokes is a low-key future, probably defensive uh, All-NBA Future team. Stogie Boy. <laughs> He's a Stogie Star. Boy in the making. If you were to create a Stogie Boy in the lab, it would be Frankie Smokes. Uh, what is his actual name? Nilakina. Nilakina. Yeah, Frankie yeah. Nicotine. I like him quite a bit. Uh, Fort Knox looks great. Mm. Yeah. Fort Knox, I'd like to petition to call him Fort Knox. I don't know. I saw him dunk like three great, times, so I just assume he's good. 
Yeah, he had the first preseason game. He went out and had like crazy double double, and then after that, he literally hasn't done anything. So I think a lot Team of people Powell. are overplaying the fact that he had one good game in the preseason, and then Which means everything. After that, for the other five games in the preseason, did absolutely nothing. Fort Knox, lock it down. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I was gonna say, do you think Kyle knows the preseason doesn't count? No. Okay. Also, Kristaps Porzingis is my father. So really? yeah. So this is you heard it here on this podcast first. <laughs> Bill, I'm sorry you've been replaced. <laughs> on his the day before the day of his birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Shout happy out birthday, to Bill. Bill. He's we twenty one years young. My dad has his birthday tomorrow. Chris Dobbs? So, yes. <laughs> Are we brothers? Frank, nice to meet you. Hi, Philip. So, anyway, that's the Knicks and our father. Let's move on to the Sacramento Kings. Over under 26. Pound that under, baby. This team is ass. <laughs> There's not I much to said about this team. One of the worst run, run franchises in sports. All of sports. History. Sports history. Yeah. I mean, all- do you think the... The women's Gresham shot put team from 1818 was poorly run. Well, look no further than the Sacramento <laughs> Kings are even worse. Am I right? You're right. I believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we. Well, I just need them not to get the number one pick because if they get two or better or worse, you might say, then the Celtics. They get might it. get the number and one pick. They have a very good chance of getting the number one pick. Oh, who's worse than them? The Hawks. The next team that we're gonna list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They have a good chance of getting the second pick, though, too, which would be great for yeah, us. Yeah, that would be great. <clears throat> um, all right, not much to say there, ass. Uh, finally, coming Dare in we even at our mention their 30th name? team. I don't even want to soil my good mouth with their name. The Atlanta Hawks, Hotlanta, the A, A-Town. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Peace up, A-Town down. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Over under 22 and a half. Will they even win 20 games, though? No. (laughs) (laughs) Pound that under. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's better if you have good players, if you want to win basketball games, and they do not. That wasn't true for the Gresham shot put team of 1818, though. Good point. Yeah, I would say that uh, I'm actually excited to see Trey Young get the I get the uh, opportunity to just make some mistakes and learn from them, and we'll see if he improves. I think you only like him because his hairline is just as receding as yours. And he's <laughs> at a much that was a low rate. shot. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but they also uh, do have Dwayne Dedman, who uh, dead man. famously, I will never forget that time where Matt guessed Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> what's that game Botticelli? called? Botticelli. Oh, yeah. Never once him. heard the name Dwayne Dedman, but boy, <laughs> did you get him there. I got him to guess it because I use cool runnings when yeah, they say, yeah. oh, you yeah. dead man. <laughs> <laughs> that same that same car ride though he also thought Steph Curry's name was Steve so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh everyone uh, all those listeners out there be looking forward to a, a recurring segment coming in the next few episodes uh, suffice it to say I won't spoil anything but it'll involve Matt Rossetti and it will not be intelligent <laughs> <laughs> alright let's move on to our predicted playoff seats for each conference um, how do we want to do this we uh, talk about our predicted playoff seeds for each conference. You guys want to just go one by one? I feel like we would go if we go one by one each seed, that'll take forever. So let's just Kyle, say just say your, your yeah, your just say your list. teams right now. 
what are you talking? You want me to list what? One through eight. One through eight in the East. We'll start with. One through eight in the East. Yeah. Will be Hold the East, please. Celtics, one. Uh-huh. 76ers, two. Raptors, three. Then we got Pacers, four. Bucks, five. Wizards, six. Uh, Heat, probably seven, I guess. And the Pistons eight. All right. Respectable. Sad yours. That being said, downright irresponsible <laughs> that you would list those teams. No, mine's pretty similar. I'll take obviously the Celtics. I'm think Toronto. I have faith that DeMar DeRozan's ghost will not haunt them, so they can get the second seed, assuming everything goes well with Kawhi. Then I have the Sixers, Bucks, then the Pacers, Heat, Wizards. And Hornets. Maybe mm. Kemba will work his magic a little bit. I think some of my picks will surprise you. Not the first three, though. Number one, the Chicago Bulls. Kidding. I'm shocked. <laughs> Number one, Celtics. Two, Raptors. Three, 76ers. Four, Bucks. Five, Pacers. Six, Heat. Seven, Pistons. Because if you have Blake and Andre and a Toad, I mean, you should be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. And then eight. Coming in at eight, the New York Knickerbockers. You heard it here first. Okay. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Here's the thing with the Knicks. They should tank, logically speaking. But it's the Knicks, so they won't. And they'll try really hard. And they'll be at like 500 when Chris Dobbs comes back. And then Chris Dobbs will push them into the playoffs. Um, Push them, like, physically? Like they're the Knicks on the table, and he just pushes them with his. He hands. goes all in, so to speak, and pushes, pushes all the players to the. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's like when I roll Julius Randle down the aisle <laughs> and wed him. And then get married. <laughs> I will say, okay, Frankie Smokes and Emmanuel Mudiay, both ass. <laughs> if they become NBA level players, this is a decent <laughs> team. Also, when I type Mudiay into my notes, it auto corrected into nudist. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you what you need to know, I don't know what will. <laughs> Definitely does. Why don't we do the reverse order? So you tell us the Western Conference first. Here's my Western Conference. <clears throat> in the Western Conference, I feel like top two, I'm pretty set on. And then from three to ten, you could tell me any order, and I wouldn't be shocked at the end of the season. Uh, so Kings at three. Actually, I have Kings at one. Oh, okay. Since That's I, what you meant, top two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so number one, the Warriors. Two, the Rockets. We talked about it. I feel like they still have the best team. Three, the Thunder. That's right. Down under. Four, the Los Angeles Lakers. Five, the Jazz. Six, the Pelicans. Because I put them in because they have Anthony Davis, as you might have heard. Seven, the San Antonio Spurs. You know what? I'm going to pick them to make the playoffs until Popovich is spinning in his grave. But I'm going to kill him next he's week. He's going to so. spin in his grave? <laughs> uh, eight is the Portland Trailblazers. Because, uh, as I said, if you have Dame and CJ, I think that you should be able to make the playoffs every year. But I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, the Nuggets or the Timberwolves or any one of those six that are kind of on the cusp make those last three seeds. So what do you guys think? I have Warriors, Rockets, Pelicans with the three seed. Wow. Then the Jazz. Then the Lakers. Thunder, Nuggets. T-Wolves sneaking in there. Hopefully everything will be resolved. And then the Spurs, despite their best efforts to tank, will flop into the playoffs on Greg Popovich's mind alone. <laughs> Spinning grave. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle? 
probably the Warriors, Rockets too. Uh, I agree with Seth uh, with the Pelicans three, um, Thunder four, Lakers five, Jazz six, Nuggets seven, and the eighth spot is kind of a toss up between the Spurs and the Clippers, but I think it's the Clippers, the Clippers. this year. Wow. Interesting. I I really feel like I, I can't remember Clippers, a time. But I, I just think their chemistry is all screwed up and their locker room is mm-hmm. absolute shambles. I can't remember a time when like the third seed was so open that you could tell me any of these teams because the third seed and I wouldn't. Well, wasn't last year kind of like that? Like every. Yeah. So I remember, can't remember last year. I have short term memory loss. <laughs> the three through six team were all the last two games of the season. Yeah. Was, yeah. Decided also, I, whether they were a third or a six or yeah. I picked uh the Nuggets to go over 47 and a half wins, but <laughs> didn't have playoffs. them <laughs> didn't have them in my top eight seeds. So if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. All right. <laughs> All right, let's pick the MVP. Um, like we get to decide right now. We are the three <laughs> not voters. our predictions, but we are the three voters for the MVP. Okay, nice. I'll say this much. Let me say this. Can I say something to you? Are you listening? Sit down. So I'm sitting right <laughs> next to you. I, I think that uh, Giannis or Anthony Davis have a great chance to win it this year. I think LeBron could win it every year. Uh, I heard. Sure. I wrote down this quote that I was I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast yesterday, and he said. I don't think you can build a conference where there are eight teams better than LeBron's team. I mean, who else can you say that about? That's Isn't that the definition of MVP, basically? And yeah, the most valuable player. Actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that this long, drawn-out quote was the actual definition of MVP. Yeah. That's on me. Forget that, then. I uh, would have voted for LeBron for MVP for the last, like, 10 years. That being said, he's on the Lakers now, so he's dead to me. Uh so my pick would be Anthony Davis. Um, I think he could have been MVP the previous years, but he was not because his team wasn't good enough. And I think given that I had Pelicans as the three seed, I think they're going to be up there 50-ish wins. And I think that'll be good enough for MVP voters um, in addition to his like completely dominant stats as usual. And basically, he was basically Shaq last year. But didn't get the MVP because the voters are dumb. Well, we are the voters. Right. So now that we have given sole control over the MVP award, (laughs) what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I think it's probably Anthony Davis, but I think LeBron should be, honestly should win it every year. But the thing is, they refuse to do that, as we've alluded to. Um I wouldn't be surprised if they got it if he got it this year. That's true. On the Lakers, you know, yeah. if he brings With Lakers like three seed, going to improve. Like, think about this. We just talked about all the over unders and everything. The Cavaliers won fifty one or fifty two games last year. Their over under this year was thirty. They're projecting that team to lose an additional twenty games just that's because just LeBron James left. Twenty yeah, games, yeah. <laughs> That's how valuable he is as a player. He provides 20 wins to a team. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was the most vaginal player. That's on me. Oh, shit. You're right. Um, yeah, I think... I but mean, I think those are, the, those are the top two in the running. Yeah, every every year the MVP is, is about storyline. So whichever team kind of 
makes the biggest splash out of the Lakers, Bucks, or Pelicans will probably get it, I would say. Yeah. I don't think KD or Steph have a chance because uh, they play for the same team. Isn't that unfair? <laughs> I mean, if Steph got injured for a bunch of the year and yeah, KD just went true. off, I could see it happening. Yeah. He's a snake. <laughs> all right, let's uh, – this is it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Everyone sit down, shut up. We're going to tell you who's going to win the finals. Who wants to go first? Give us your finals matchup and finals winner. Finals matchup. Golden State Warriors. What? First, the New York Nickabagas. <laughs> you never know. They're going to sneak in with the eight seed. You never know what they could do. Um, no, it's going to be the Warriors and the Celtics. I think the Celtics provide yeah. the toughest matchup mm-hmm. for the Warriors out of any other team in the NBA. Definitely. If I want the Celtics to win, obviously, because I just hate the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do win, though, it goes all seven games. Uh, and that just depends on main their core players keeping a clean bill of health. But call me crazy. You're I'm crazy. Picking, I'm picking the Celtics to win the NBA Finals this year in seven. You heard it here first. If uh, if I'm obviously it's gonna be Warriors Celtics. I think we all know. Yeah. If I'm speaking from the heart, I'm saying the Celtics are gonna win. If I'm speaking objectively. I'm saying the Celtics are going to win. What if you're speaking from? <laughs> what if you're speaking from your uvula? From my uvula, <laughs> I'll take Celtics. Okay. Any other part of my body? Also the Celtics. Also the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it will not surprise you to know that I have picked the Warriors versus Celtics for the finals as well, and I'll take the Warriors. <clears throat> Seems like a safe Warriors. bet. <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum, Finals MVP, folks. <laughs> wow. Jason Tatum should be nowhere near a basketball. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> I uh, I call me crazy, but I'm going to pick the team that has four All Stars already and added the one of the best big <laughs> men in the league. So what? What does that make me? Yeah. I mean, I want the Celtics to win, but objectively, will they? And yes. Uvula <laughs> wise. Sans uvula. <laughs> All right, so that was our big NBA preview summer blowout. All things on sale. Any uh, parting words, parting shots, boys? I'm just excited for the season. Mm. Let's get this going. As am I, and I can't wait for my fantasy team that we're drafting later tonight to be completely trounced in injuries. Like they do every year. <laughs> Stogie squad, baby. You're not allowed to draft all 30 of your boys, though. Just so you know, you can't have that many players. Stogie, who's your number one pick going to be? Uh, Dennis Schroeder with the seventh pick. Obviously. Yeah, he's going to steal it from me at eight. <laughs> Sam, right. who are you taking at eight? Um, well, they say eight, don't be late. Got Bre- it. Take. Better go bait. I'll take Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. I have a second pick, so I'm taking AD or Giannis, whoever is still available. God, I'm so jealous. Unless number one pick take somebody else, then I really have a decision in front of me. What about behind you? <laughs> no, this decision <laughs> won't be behind me. Please. I have a feeling right. Steph, that someone one or two is going to pick James. Or wait, you're two. I'm you, two. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I forgot who is number one. They could take LeBron though. Honestly, James no, they're not going to take LeBron. Otherwise. But they'll probably take. Mm-hmm. I think it's between James Harden and Anthony Davis. You think so? But. Also, did you see there was something about uh, LeBron James Jr. saying that he didn't want to be number 23 when he played basketball because then people would recognize Ooh. who he was. 
It's like who's in the stands and they're like, all right, number four, LeBron James Jr. Hmm. I wonder who that is. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been the first ever episode of Sport Ball with Squam, Stogie, and Skull Dog. The podcast that no one asked for, no one needed, and no one deserved. Yep. So we're going to say sayonara to our five listeners. We'll see you next time.